Sports and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Oh, boom, 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 and boom. Did I mention boom, which goes from the root, which comes from the root word boom. See, you know, boom is such a powerful phrase, concept, and it stands for big, overwhelming, optimistic momentum. That big, overwhelming, optimistic momentum. That just, that, 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 that fire that some entrepreneurs choose to conjure up. Uh, and then others don't. And, and, that's, and that's the difference between the success and the fail is how bad do you want it? The boom, Z. The boom is a big thing. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit feisty today. And, and I want to pick a fight with you just right off the bat. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Well, rumor has it, it's gotten to my ear Ooh. that there's a young man out there trying to start his business. And you stole, you are robbing him. You have denied him his boom. I denied a young man his boom? Yes, I know. Really? Yeah, I know. It's horrible. What? I mean. What? And I want I want to talk about it with you because I'm I feel I feel passionate about well I mean that's what we do the show for we're here to help people build businesses not put like a you know a, a clamp on it and say no more and, and I, okay so here's an example here Thrivers and and Z I'm gonna throw out these examples for you there's there's three coming in hot I'll go one by one so example number one let's say you're trying to do build out I'm okay. talking to a Thriver right, this right. morning in Wichita who's trying to do build out Marshall you know this guy. Augustino, great guy. Yeah, great guy. And so the contractor says to him, he says, hey, you know what? I'll get XYZ123 done by Monday. Well, here we are. We're doing our call on a Monday. And uh, we do our call. We do our calls every Monday. When you talk to the guy, and I said, how's the build-out coming? And he says, well, the contractor you know, is running behind. you know." And yeah. I explained to him, brother, you've got to bring the boom. You've got to bring the boom. Like, cross-check that fool. Like, if he's not yeah. going to do it, fire him. Boom. And I, I mean, he goes, what? And I said, it's the rule of three. And you know, I always get three contractors, three potential new employees, three of anything. If somebody doesn't do what they say they're going to do, I'm moving on. But how would you handle a situation? Because you do build-outs all the time. And as a general rule, you get them done either on time or on budget. Or, I mean, you just get it done. How are you getting contractors to be accountable? How are you doing it? Well, uh, one, now I have a contracting team, so I've kind of taken it internal. But, but uh, before that, before that though, in the contract, I'd say, well, if it's not done by this, you've got some financial... You know, hey, guess what? It's going to cost you out of your pocket, and all of a sudden, your build out will become a priority instead of Billy's down the street. That you know, he's you know what I mean? Because they always got more than one deal going on. So you always want to make sure you are the one that's the most uh, urgent. But I want to get back to the young man that you're te- you're robbing his boom. Yeah, tell me about the the young man. This young okay, man. this young man is trying to start a lawn service, mm. and. You have limited him to how many lawns he can mow. I mean, you've put a governor on this young man, and his name is Aubrey Clark, and, and he's, he's, uh, he, he, he came to me for investments, and, and I said, can well, I? listen, what's your, what's your business plan? Oh. He said, well, my dad, i.e. Clay Clark, i.e. my business coach, <laughs> will not let me mow a third yard. I only have two. Okay, real quick, Brian, we're doing a little quick uh, uh, survey here. Ryan, Brian Myers here, the guru behind Outlaw Customs. These guys auto-rap. We have, an, we have an auto-rap theme song for the guy. He's the auto-rapper. Are you aware of my son's landscaping business? Yes, I'm quite aware of it. 
Okay, well, it's Motown Tulsa. Marshall, are you aware of this scam? Yeah, I'm aware of it, and I have new breaking news for Dr. Zellner. Oh, come on. What? So you know he put a govern. He, he started governing how many lawns he could do. So yeah, you, I know. That's what I'm saying. You, I mean, would, you would be so proud of this. Okay. Friday. Okay. Quick, quick little story here. And you, Clay, I think you know this. His gain <laughs> so, is my pain. So, so check this out. Okay. So Aubrey knows that he can't mow another lawn, so guess what he does? He comes up to me, and he deal wheels me, and he took a deposit for my lawn. So he knows that he can't start mowing lo- my yeah, lawn, yeah. but he's he gets dead. me on the. What words did he so say? He, so he had me write a check. He had me write a check for ten dollars for the thirty dollar lawn mowing. It's I incredible. It. This I is what this, this is what the scammer did. This is what he did on Sunday. So on Sunday, I go out there because he's gonna mow his his. We can mow grandma's lawn, and he's got four lawns he can mow. Oh, four so, now. Yeah, he's, he's mowing the four. Okay, okay. So he's mowing. Well, he, he saved up the money. He just bought himself a $400 Husqvarna self-propelled mower so he can do different lawns he couldn't do before. His, his is his theory. Okay. So we buy him the mower. He, he pays for it himself. All his cash from working in the office, doing the jan- janitorial work up here. And he says, uh, so he's mowing the lawn, going back and forth, and there's a kind of it's kind of rainy, so there's clumps, and he's, he's going around. Well, this lady comes out of her driveway named Grace. Okay. Grace, go back in. Don't come out. So Grace comes out. Nice lady. She kind of reminds me of uh, Terry Hatcher, you know, from uh, the, the, this, the uh, uh, Superman show, you know, okay, Lois yeah, Lee. Yeah. Nice lady. She comes out and she says, hey, um, how are you guys doing? And my son immediately goes, who's going to mow your lawn or who mows your lawn? Because he notices it's not mowed. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's on it. And she says, oh, my husband hurt himself. He normally does the mowing. But and Aubrey's like, do you want someone to mow it for free? I mean, and he looks uh, at her. He's 10. Yeah. So she's like, well, sure, young man, but I'll pay you for it. He want me to write the check to. He does not ask me. And then he's like, Dad, um, if we're going to get this done on time, I'll need you to help mow the back. <laughs> I love it. So I am out there I mowing lo- I, this lady's I backyard. Love I love it. And then he yes. tells me, we're, we're, so we're headed home. We're headed home. He said, you know. We're in the. We got the orange, you know, the, all the orange uh, lawn landscaping gear from Husqvarna. We're headed home, and he says, we got to go to Roberts. And I said. Who is Robert? And he goes, Robert Redmond. We're mowing his lawn. We have to go there. We have to hustle. We're not going to be able to get <laughs> we it done. We got to hustle, Dad. We got to hustle. So we head back there. We go mow Robert's lawn. I didn't get home till two o'clock on Sunday. I got there at eight a.m. is when we started mowing. I got home almost at two o'clock. The guy, he, he's picking up lawns. People are visiting his website, Motown Tulsa, and it's it's quite a it's quite a problem. And so it's uh, Tulsa. So is, the governor has been. Oh my! I, I, you, you know, I feel. I feel bad about picking a fight with you because because when you talked to me a no, week the, or no, two the ago, no, the governor is there. there. There's there is a governor. It's he's just, just fighting through. He it. just started selling ahead of it. There you go. And that's where yes. it goes into our our, our yes. next our next issue. And this is where I want to we're going to focus on today is if you're out there and you really want to get in front of a, an investor. I mean, if you really want capital, if you really, I'm talking about you are obsessed with it. How? Do you do it? How do you get your business idea in front of investors when your dad says no? He straight up asked you. I told him, do not ask Dr. Z. And I, I heard that he asked you Absolutely. to invest in his Absolutely. business and I gave a few as hoops. soon as I was out of earshot. Yeah, and I gave him a few hoops to jump through. And so whenever he had kind of explained to me, though, that he was, he was, you know, and I said, that's probably not what you want to say to a potential investor, is that you have a governor on you. Now, your father won't take you over to the lawns because he's going to limit you. you well, know? you know how, like, every adult there, Ryan, how, how long have you been a tall man? When did you become a tall man? Did you grow up as a tall boy, or did you just become a tall man? Or I what? have always been tall. How, how tall are you at last count? 6'10". When did you realize, man, I'm a lot taller than everybody else? Well, I, when people started telling me, wow, you're a lot taller than everyone else. 
Well, is there anything you don't have to? Add, I'll, I'll I'll rip on me, but I'm sure we all have something that we're not good at. Mm-hmm. Well, my son, the thing that he's it's, it's his biggest challenge is learning to read fluently. That's his biggest challenge. And he we're driving home, and he says, "Dad, Doctor Z wants me to write a business plan." And I said, uh, "Well, then you're going to have to improve your reading game quite a bit." This kid has no interest in reading. Yeah. And he goes, "Like like like missile lock." Okay. Well, Miss Tristy texts me. And says, your son is reading fluent sentences for the first time. And the kid is literally saying in the car, I love reading. I love reading. And he's like reading and he's asking for books. So this obsession to get you a plan has now turned into his love of reading. And yeah, you're, is, well, you're welcome. Yeah. You're, well, you're welcome. Yeah, no so kidding. you somehow right. are doing a better job of parenting my son than I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. That guy, great time manager. So today we're talking about this topic of how do you get in front of investors. So I'm going to start with uh, Ryan for 4,000 mega points, okay? You bet. Um, you auto wrap your your you know cars. Did you did you self fund that business when you started? Did you go get a loan? Did you did you work eight jobs? How did you how did you fund Outlaw Customs when you first got going? Well, luckily, before I started Outlaw Customs, I was very successful in another in another profession. Yeah, and I'd saved a tremendous amount of money, and I used it all. Used it all, <laughs> all of it, every dollar. And so, when other people came along and wanted to maybe invest or partner with you, um, they had to know that you had skin in the game, right? I mean, you're 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 100 sold out to the brand. You bet. Um, would you ever invest in anybody who's not d- d- does not have skin in the game? Would you ever personally, Ryan? I mean, would that, would that be something you would do? Well, as a business owner, people approach me all the time, and they have an idea. They never have a business plan, but they have an idea. And so I, I say, well, you know, um, maybe I'll put some skin in the game if you have skin in the game. Now, Marshall, you've seen this all the time. You've met some great people at Thrive Conferences. And uh, occasionally, you know, you meet some people who are great people but maybe don't understand the way life works. But they have a great business idea. They put the bias on the idea, and they want someone to invest in the idea, but they themselves have not burned the bridges and put in their own money. Have you seen this, or is it just me who sees this happen? Yeah, you see a lot of business owners that have an idea, they're excited about their idea. They're working day and night to get the idea off the ground. But really, at the end of the day, what it's going to come down to is an influx of cash and capital, and they want other people to do it. Oh, other they people. Do, Absolutely. Other people. Other yeah. people. I don't want to invest my own money because that's my money, but mm. I want other people to invest in my business. And uh, you see them do this, and they'll get into this vicious cycle over and over and over and over again. So, Z, the first objection, so let's say that, that, that someone is putting their money into their idea. They are burning the bridges. They are doing what they need to do so they no longer have a path of retreat. They are being the pig at breakfast, Z. Let's assume they are being the pig. I was just getting ready to take us down to the farm. Would you, would you, would you, would you, would you, you break totally it down? Would you explain <laughs> what that is? Would you, would you, you see? <laughs> yeah! Down on the farm. Ah. You can find a lot of good logic in the farmyard. Hey, Billy. Come on now. Come on, Billy. And as you know, I like pigs. I like Pigs them. are wonderful animals. They are wonderful. Yeah, they taste good, too. Absolutely. And my number two rule in business, Clay. What's that? Is be the pig at breakfast and not the chicken. Be the pig and not the chicken? Now, what does that mean? I don't know what that means, Clay. Just... Well, here's what that means. It means commitment. And it's hard to show a potential investor that you're committed to your cause, to your business idea, to your plan, if you don't have any money saved up or you don't have anything you're putting into, you know, skin in the game as we're we're saying it, okay? And what that really means is that at breakfast, the pig was completely committed. Obviously, bacon means a pig gave us a life, you know? And the chicken laid an egg and it's kind of interested. 
I've seen people before that want to start a business, but they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I, w- I would never put my own money into it. I want your, I mean, my money's for a rainy day. I mean, my money's for a, you know, something could happen. I mean, my money's for, you know, for my savings. I've got to retire someday. So I'm going exa- to give you an example that's near and dear to my heart, and uh, this is something that blows my mind. Mind Through blowing. 1170... Uh, through this station, people can buy ads on radio. They can do it, right? They can buy ads. This just in. Would you please come and buy our bacon today? That's right. Billy's Bob's Bacon. But Thank you. you actually buy ads on radio. So you actually yes. do it. Yes, yes. And I have actually done it when we did the wedding photography stuff. So I've, I've, we've, we've done it. We do it. We have done it. And a lot of people will say, hey, would you be willing to run this ad? And then you can split some of the revenue. But I'm not willing to put my money in it. I want you to, you know, these are things people approach us with. People will call the station, they'll sure, call me and sure. say, if, you be, if you're willing to run the ads and pay for the airtime, you can keep the, you know, some of the revenue, but I'm not willing to. You see, then that, it, just, it lets people know, well, if you're not willing to put any of your money into it, why would I? It, just, it creates right, that weird... Right. I know it does. It's kind of like, okay, so you want me to believe, but you don't believe. Uh, that's hard to, it's hard to sell something. Like now, that. so here is the first issue you're going to run into. If you have fully committed to your idea, is you're going to run into the issue where the investor says they don't have time. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about how to get through that objection. When you're trying to reach a guy like Ryan, who has a successful auto wrap company, Outlaw Customs, you're trying to get a hold of Marshall, he's very busy, Dr. Z's very busy. How do you get a hold of people, Z, if they don't have the time? That's the big question. I, I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait for after the break. We come back and break it down. We, it looks like a great show because so many people have a great idea. Oh, yeah. Now, how do you take that great idea and you do the action steps of getting capital, getting money, getting other people excited about it? Because, you know, quite frankly, unless you're just uh, like like Marshall, just wealthy, you know, just you know, have all that money. I think he won the lottery, didn't he? Yeah, Marshall, well, that you know, you? Here, that's how he did it. Marshall, would you advise buying lottery tickets? Is that sort of your number one tip? Life's lottery. Life's height lottery. Life's Mm. height lottery. Mm. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio, where apparently you have to be over the the height of six foot eight to be on today's show. It's the Thrive Time Show. Check it out, thrivetimeshow.com. We come back, everything you need to know about investing. I'm Ken P. Lott, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, Quite a bit of stuff. Uh, A lot of stuff I know that I needed to do, but didn't know how to do it. Uh, web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs. I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. Uh, been to different workshops and uh, you just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote. And this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better uh this is great it's a lot of interaction you you can ask him questions you can help he can i mean if you don't understand something he can explain it more so it's very very helpful i mean they're missing a lot because a lot of businesses uh probably do some of the steps that he's teaching but there's so much 
they can learn and to easy steps that they'll grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information and it's a comfortable setting. It's, it's awesome. It's a really good, good experience. Wrap it on the side and on the hoodie. Design it with a call to action. Don't be afraid to express your passion. Auto wraps make everything look nice. Auto wrap your bike and maybe your wife. Wanna wrap it? They do too. Call Outlaw Customs. Call back you. Oh, Outlaw yeah. Customs in the house, oh, inside yeah. the box that rocks. Nice, nice, nice little customization there, Claytron. Now, Z, we've got a lot of custom intros today. Now, the, now the folks at Tip Top Canine, okay, they really liked their custom intro so much, they've begun sharing it with people they know, and I think that's actually going to become a huge backlink uh, farm for our website. I think people just, they, you know, you share it around there, and then that's one of the things that gets you higher in Google is backlinks, and so really, we selfishly give this audio bouquet to Ryan Myers with Outlaw Customs, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I hey, love it. I want to ask you this now, because you're, you're, you know, you're, you, you played basketball there. I did. Uh, how big were the Beastie Boys for you? How big of a deal were the Beastie Boys for you? Now, you've got to know they were huge for me, because I was a rapper and still am a rapper. Oh, wow. And so I love, love the Beastie Boys. You so you love the Beastie Boys. Now, so here, here's the challenge. If you wanted to get a meeting with the Beastie Boys at their prime, how would we do it? Because that's really what getting in front of an investor is like. I mean, it's trying to get in front of the Beastie Boys. It's somebody that, you know, is probably busy, right? You're probably not reaching out to random homeless dudes asking them to invest in your business. That's probably not the move. So, Z, step number one, question number one is how can you get in front of the investors? What advice would you have for someone listening today? How do you just physically get in front of them when they say, I don't have time? Um, well, you create sometimes. I mean, there's all there's all kind of fun moves. You know, you send them stuff. You 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 just pound on them. You're relentless. Um, you know, you you've got a couple of great stories about you know what you've done and how you you know you don't want to like vandalize their, their property, but you want to you know maybe send a big balloon something. Uh, I don't know that you want to fork their yard, but uh, with two, little notes on every fork. Two you know. moves I have that are just shameless tie-ins to your story. And Ryan, I want to hear if you've ever done something crazy to get in front of somebody. I want to feel free to air the dirty laundry if you, it. or not. It's okay. So one is Arthur Greeno literally did fork my lawn. So he wanted to get to know me. Yeah. And I have made myself completely inaccessible if you're not at a workshop. I just, because there's just, I have five kids and I want to see my kids and my wife. And so that whole uh, intentional um, focusing of your time is something I do. And so I wake up one day and my wife goes, honey, would you look at this? <laughs> and there's like where you fork somebody's lawn. Yeah. But then it's like that next level. Well, he like put him in like a, uh, he spelt something out with him or something. I mean, what he, he just, he like just every inch of the lawn was like, it was just this crazy, like it was like a pattern, like rose. And then he had a Chick-fil-A uh, cow. A huge sign, and I want to say it was 11 feet tall, maybe 10 feet tall, in the lawn that said happy birthday. And I don't think it was my birthday. I think it was just like he, and then he put his phone number. So then, and then like there's like a gift basket with all this chicken and stuff. And so I remember, and it's been a while now, but I called him and I'm like, hey, um, it's, uh, it's not my birthday. And he's like, well, I want to be the first one to tell you. But yeah. he got the call. <laughs> he got the call. He got the call. He so got the call. A, that's a move. Now, the other move was the um, Maurice Canbar uh, Sky Vodka uh, story. Because Maurice, 
you know, invented Sky Vodka and sold the thing for hundreds of millions of dollars. And he also owns one third of downtown Tulsa. You know, one, you know, he bought one third of downtown Tulsa in a couple of weeks. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. So he bought, I mean, we're talking about the, uh, what used to be the first, pl- first place tower. Now they've changed the name, the, uh, where the Marriott is, the Atlas Life Building. I mean, these huge buildings, the Mid-Continent Tower. And I wanted his listing. And everybody else did, too. So one, I made sure we're top in Google. And two, I just started speaking it all the time. I'm not kidding. I would literally look over at my partner Braxton. I go, you know what today is? And he says, what is today? I said, it's the day we get a hold of Maurice freaking Canbar. And so I actually started buying uh, vodka, the, the, the Sky Vodka. I started buying it. I got his book called The Inventor's Guidebook. And I studied it. And I went on to LinkedIn. And I found the people that he knows. And in the book, you thank people. You'll say, special thanks to my editor. Thanks to my publisher. Thanks to my team. Yeah. Thanks to my... Made a list of all those people. And I began a laser show of reaching out to everyone, trying to get that meeting. And through the process of just sheer tenacity and a refusal to stop, I set an appointment. Not with him, but with his assistant. I set the appointment with her. She was very happy with our performance and our presentation. I like to view it as a performance. It really is a performance when you're doing a pitch. Yep. And I got a meeting. I got the look. See, the golden look. You got the golden look, and that's that's what you you work really hard for. And then when you get that golden look, you got to make sure you bring the laser show. And, and here's you the make deal. Sure you, you know, to you're even, ready. To even get the golden look, Z, the guy we met with who's uh, one up, he's not Maurice Canbar, but he reports directly to him. Yeah. He's an avid bike rider. Ah, so there you go. I bought him the Lance Armstrong bracelets so before. you came in like Armstrong. spandex shorts and a helmet? That's the kind of stuff I was sending this guy to his office. I'm sending him these accoutrements, this various, uh, yes. the, the things needed to be a biker. And I stay consistent. I'm actually, on, at the bottom of emails, I would send a link to where you could buy biker shorts and just stupid stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he gave him tips on where to get steroids. Just joking with him, but I just wouldn't stop. And I end up getting that meeting. And when he shows up for the meeting, when Maurice Canabar showed up for the meeting, I made sure that every one of my employees had red Solo cups filled with orange juice and vodka, and they all had vodka bottles on their desk. Oh yeah, and they acted and it as though they were sky try- vodka, right? It was. Yeah. It was yeah, all yeah. sky. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. they acted as like the, they acted as though they were trying to hide it, hide the vodka. So when he walked in, the first guy greets him, and he's been drinking this stuff, and he's like, "Hello, sir," and he tries to hide the bottle, you know, quickly behind him. Yeah. And Maurice just kind of looks like, first like, "What in the world?" What in the world? But it's vodka, you know, sky vodka. Yeah. And then the second guy. Guy and the third guy, and pretty soon we do the presentation. He meets my dad. We go to my dad's office, and my dad's a really funny guy. So my dad, like, it doesn't try to move the bottle. He pours himself some and then starts talking to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Maurice is like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm Clayton's father, and uh, I do the accounting here." And then we walk down the hall, and Maurice says, "Sometimes you need to know when to shut up. You guys got the deal." And we didn't even talk about the thing yet. Yeah, well, you'd already pre—I mean, you'd pre-done all that you did, and you had his the people that had his ear. You already had them convinced. And that's that's what happens a lot of times. It's not about maybe getting to the guy, but it's knowing who to get to that'll get to that guy. Now, Ryan, have you ever had a move where you had to get in front of the guy? I mean, have you ever had to have a situation where you wanted to get the golden look with somebody? Have you ever had that moment happen to you? I have. I have indeed. And uh, I still have those those moments. So what's your what's your tip? What would you do? Would you, do you recommend uh, streaking? Do you recommend forking? Do you recommend sky vodka-ing? What I, would you recommend? I definitely, the forking over the streaking, uh, you hardly ever get arrested for forking. So uh, I'd, try that, I'd try that first. <laughs> what, whatever works for Arthur, I think works for, for everybody. Now, if you're listening here, I, I, know, I know that no matter what kind of business idea you have, um, you're going to eventually need capital. And that could be just through a, a, a bank. It could be through an investor. Um, Marshall, what tip would you have for anyone listening right there who's trying to get in front of an investor to get the capital they need? Okay, so uh, I got a question because I'm a basketball player turned business coach. 
Okay. Mm. Basketball player turned business okay. coach. Got it. And so a question for Dr. Zellner here is for um for Clay, Maurice Canbar was a list of one. And so he was super laser targeted. He knew that he wanted that listing. But for all of the other entrepreneurs, the business owners um, that I work with, you know, in the capacity mm -hmm. of a business coach, would you suggest that they have a list of one? Or would you suggest that they have a list of many? Or how many people should be on this list if I need somebody to actually invest in my business? Mm. Well, you know, at our workshop, we have a concept that we teach everybody that comes in here about a dream 100. True. There may not be 100 potentials, but you want to have that list as long and as detailed as possible. And then you want to, as just like Clay did, you want to rank them. And then also you want to, you know, you want to have your number one draft pick. You want to have your number two draft pick. You want to know who you're going after. And then research them just like he did, you know. And that's... That, that lets you get your head wrapped around it, and you need you at least know what you need to know in order to go. go. It's kind of like hunting. You know, it's going to make sure you have the right rifle, you know? Now, if you've ever struggled to get in front of investors, you do not want to change that dial. When we come back on the Thrive Time Business Coach radio show, we're going to talk to you more about getting in front of potential investors. My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. So I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be you know get it. I need to step it up a lot more and and the uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented. You know, I'm an artistic you know artsy person and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged and you know the humor the real life experience um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me and it's just very relatable and so for me I am having a, a, a ball like I was so excited to come yesterday I was had I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly, and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of uh, model, and um, like I said, it's it's a it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference, and so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which uh, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even 
it, it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there I won't lie about that uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. story that I'd like to tell about a DJ named Clay and a doc named Zell. Started way back in 2002 when Clay's life applied for a job interview. They hired a fast success doc, Dr. Z. 18 years later, Thrive 15. Radio execs called to produce this show and now three, two, one, here we go. And now more from the man whose face was made for radio. Oh, yes, Thrive Nation. Oh, Welcome you brought back. some new swag. Some new swag. Nice. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I knew that Ryan's a big Paul Revere fan. He loves the song by the Beastie Boys, so you it's bet. kind of a way to weave it in. So it's a, it's a, it's a double audio gift for you today, Ryan. Wow. And for Z. Wow. 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 It's like the box is mine. I love it. Thank you. It's like the guy who shows up at Thanksgiving with presents for everyone. You're like, wow. What? what? Yeah. You know, it's like a bonus yeah. gift. You didn't Thank expect you. it there. Yeah. Now, yeah. we're talking today about how to get in front of investors and one is you just got to understand these people don't have a lot of time, so you've just got to be very persistent. You have to obsess about it because Bill Gurley, one of the top venture capitalists of all time, he says venture capital is unscalable. The production equals the time each partner has. They don't want to waste their time on an unproven idea. So this next principle is you must be able to sell your product before you're pitching to raise capital as a general rule, like 95 out of 100 times. So you have to have something that you can actually sell um, because if not, then the investor wants, to, they want to scale their re return. They, they're saying, I'm going to invest in your business in a proven model and I'm going to help you scale it and that's how I'm going to make my money. They're not, they don't want to test out the idea, the, 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 the theory. So as an example, I'll just give you an example. Um, as, a, uh, as haircuts, my brother-in-law says, I want to scale elephant in the room. Okay, well, I wasn't willing to commit to do a massive amount of funding until we knew that store number one would do well. Once we knew store number one went well, um, you know, somebody has to sign the lease and guarantee that, that lease or that build out or whatever that is. And then you do three, and now we're in the process of franchising. But I would not have said, yeah, let's open up three until I had proven one. So I'm going to start with you, Ryan. We're going to work around the horn here. So talk to me about how important it is to be able to actually sell your product. Well, you know, my business coach, Clay Clark, tells me it's very important to be able to sell. And so I find that the vehicle wraps that we offer, big high-definition graphics on the side of your vehicle, can help sell. It can help get those, that product, that service out in front of thousands and thousands of people a day. You're a guy, though, that doesn't like to hard sell. I've, I've watched you. You're a, uh, I would call you a soft seller. That's how I would describe you. Because yeah, I scare people with my... my my physique. But, so well, even the word though, sales seems like high pressure or something. A lot of people don't. Want to, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They're like, I don't want to talk about sales. I mean, it's, I mean. So how do you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do you do that, Ryan? How do you? What is your approach to sell to selling? Well, you know, people don't like to sell. They like for the product to sell itself and just sit back and and have people just call them off of anything. And so, as a business coach, uh, you know, Clay has told me. Uh, many times. You've got to get out there. You've got to be able to sell. You've got to have a script. You've got to be able to something that's proven that uh, that when people, 
that, so people will want your business, your product that you offer. Now, Marshall, we had a meeting on Saturday where we spent two hours on the topic of sales. And uh, we worked on sales scripting and sales systems. Can you talk to me, as a business coach, when you work with business owners out there, do you feel like most business owners put a bias on selling or not on selling? I mean, where do you think the bias is typically? Okay, I'm going to give you my hot take, okay? You're going to like take. this. It's my hot, hot take, and I know that uh, you've heard take. this <laughs> from me before. Um, but yeah, I work with, uh, I work with uh, many clients as a business coach, and uh, my hot take is this. If you don't do sales, you will fail. One more time for the insane mind. <laughs> Repeat it. If you don't do sales, you will fail. Most Ooh. business owners, they mm. need to put 10 times the importance that they're currently putting on sales in their business. They need to, if you're not fully maxed out at capacity, you need to be spending more time booking, booking new deals, calling your leads, and devoting time to generate more business. Booking new deals like your name was FDRZ. Break it down. You guys don't understand something. What is it? Sales oh. is scary. It is scary. It's like when I was in junior high school at the, at the dance, and we got down to the last song, and all night long I'd wanted to ask Beth to dance with me. Was there, was there a Beth? There was a Beth. Kids today. There's no kids today named Beth. It would have been Hamilton today. Hamilton. <laughs> you want to dance with a girl named Madison. Yeah, Ashley. And then, yeah, kind of an ambiguous political. Could be a political name of a historical figure. Could be a woman. Could I, be a guy. I, and I, I didn't want to go over there because I didn't want to be rejected. You can't handle that In front of, of everybody, too. Because everybody, if I walked across that gymnasium floor and I walked up to Beth and I said, can, can I dance this? This, would you I just can't take the rejection. I can't take the rejection. So I, I stood there with my back against the wall. With a fogger. And my buddy's next to me, and all of us sitting there kind of swaying to the music. Just Disco a bit, balls rotating. Looking out. And I was I was I was glancing over in Beth's general direction. And I was like, you know, if I could And the but DJ. It was about, and the DJ is, would sales are scary because you get rejected. You do. You do. And that's and the, and the thing about it is I want to encourage you, Thrive Nation, I want you to write this down. I want you to commit to it. Some will. Some won't. Who cares? Get Deal with that. Some will. Some won't. Who cares? I, I, so my son, I've been teaching my son this move, and I'm trying to put a governor on It's hard to teach somebody sales and to pull it back. So you teach him sales. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so my son has got to a level. He just will straight up ask anybody, can I mow your lawn? I'll do it for free the first time. And his new, he goes, Dad, I know, I know what my purple cow is. Because he knows these things. So this is the stuff we teach, you know? Oh, yeah. And I said, what is your purple cow? He goes, I'm 10. I'm 10. Like, he understands that the fact that he's 10, and he has his own mower that he bought himself, and he's out there mowing your first lawn for free. So I go, well, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your pitch? What's your move? What's your offer? He goes, well, my first time, it's free. I don't, I don't see how yeah. you could, couldn't do that deal. And he's, like, obsessed on it. So he's, I'm just telling you, you but you got to put a bias on sales. You, you have to get... If you're listening today and you're trying to find an investor, you have to at least sell something. Now, I'm going to teach you a super move. It's kind of a dirty move. It's a very effective move, Z, that you can use now in the age of digital marketing. Do you want to hear it? Yes, and, I, and all these moves we teach you, you have to use them responsibly. It's kind of like, you know, like, like when there's an alcohol ad and then it, it follows up with, please drink responsibly. Like, for as an example, I've just about 30 minutes ago quit the daytime drinking I used to do. I'll be responsible. I'm no longer drinking well, on the air. Well, you didn't need anymore. I mean, all that okay, sky yeah. vodka got I had to you, taper you know. off that Woo. deal. Okay, no, but seriously, here's, here's, the, here's the situation. Is it, there's a, a client I've worked with, and there's so many. There's just one in particular I'm thinking of. 
Uh, we built a, a great website for them, an awesome landing page. We ran ads. You can make ads on AdWords so that the ads come up top in the Google search. So you type in the thing. Let's say it was suitcases. You type in suitcases. This person's ad, his ads would come up first. And you would click on it. And I'm changing the industry so that you're, we're, not, we're not throwing somebody under the bus here. I'm just giving an example. So when you would Google search the word suitcases, his site would come up top. Then you would click on the products. And we had unbelievable product photos, unbelievable um, ad. I mean, the, the ad looked great. The website looked good. And he got clicks. People were clicking the ad. But Z, through a program called Lucky Orange, which you can embed on your website, do you know what we discovered when we were spying on the users and seeing what they were doing when they got to his website? Do you know what we saw? I can hardly wait. Nobody wanted his stuff. Oh. His stuff was terrible. Oh. So I did a dirty move to prove my point. And this is a true thing I did. It was about four or five years ago. I did it. And it was a move. I took product photos from a competitor and I put them on his site and people actually went to check out to prove my point. And I said, look, people actually wanted to go to the checkout to buy these products because they're good. Yeah. And you don't have a problem marketing. You just need to fix that product. And the good news is now that you know that, you can improve it. And that's what the uh, uh, Paul Graham encourages people to do in the Y Combinator. And we come back after the break. Marshall's going to break us down and break down the concept that Paul Graham has. He's the guy who launched Airbnb, Dropbox, and Reddit. He's going to walk us through Paul Graham's philosophy of really talking to the customer and learning from the actual customer. It's kind of a novel concept, but you're not going to learn unless you actually go out there and attempt to sell something. Stay tuned if you want to get that investment capital. You don't want to miss it. Thrive Time Business Coach Radio. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her and also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on, um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient effective. It's also endearing though because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through um, and they're all very funny but he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like man is he ever gonna stop talking? You always want to keep listening and then when it's the breath, bathroom break time you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly 
uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things, and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, ex I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward, and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Brush your teeth because they are in your head. Crooked teeth make them straight instead. <laughs> Putting braces in the faces is what they do. Kirkpatrick and thy straighten teeth for you. If your teeth aren't straight and you want to fix your smile, call Dr. Joe Lie. Don't live in denial. Dr. Joe's got that mojo, so visit his dojo. Go visit his website, KOOrtho. KOOrtho? Com, putting braces in faces for both kids and moms. You got the teeth, he got the skills. Call him George Foreman because he's selling everybody grills. And now, more from a man who's never been called beautiful. Your host, Clay Clark. Oh, that goes out to Dr. Joe Lai, a thriver out there. An orthodontist, to see, in Tulsa. Totally. I think he little, actually little, said... Uh, tooth love. I think he said even, don't make me a jingle. I think was that, that was the words he might have said. But I feel like that he, when he hears this and he discovers how much just mad props we're giving him here on the Thrive Time Show, I think the folks at Kirkpatrick and Lizy are probably going to, you know, submit to our will. Well, you can't spell don't without do. So, oh. I mean, it's... Oh, that's true. I mean, <laughs> think you, about it. Oh, you know, oh, oh well, you can't. Do you call that a hot take? That's a hot take. Hot that's a hot, hot take, take right there. Oh, wow. Like a hot pocket. Play that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't spell don't without do. Uh, real quick, so. I'm an old school DJ. Er, 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 can you come back again? That was that was awesome. That was the one, one more time. I just wanted to sink in. You can't in. spell don't without do. I'm crying. It's I so mean, it's, good. Did you come up with it right the now? The perfunctory of that. Yes, right then. Oh, wow. You you See, this is the deal. He's got that wit, Marshall. That's a lyrical miracle. Oh, jeez. I can't handle it. Well, I mean, inspired. I mean, listen to this um, this, this beautiful music. By, a be oh. by the way, I'm going to call you on air, uh, and I'm going to debunk you're, you are a beautiful man. Oh, ha, 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 ha. His eye health needs to be questioned. Okay, <laughs> so Thrivers, we're talking today specifically about how to raise capital. And move number two, though, how to get in front of investors. Move number two, how to raise capital by getting in front of investors, is you must be able to sell the product before pitching it to capital. Now, Marshall, uh, Paul Graham, who's helped launch uh, Airbnb, Reddit, and Dropbox, he talks about that you have to, as an owner, actually get in front of the potential buyers and with Airbnb, he, he encouraged the young men who are trying to build Airbnb, an online booking 
website, like where you can stay at people's houses. You know, instead of staying in a hotel, you could stay at their houses. But he encouraged them to travel around the world and get feedback. Why is that? What was going on? Well, because it, you think about the era, the time in which they were launching this Airbnb. They go, you are going to put your empty apartment, you're going out of town, for up on the internet, take pictures of it. First of all, you know, I would believe a lot of mothers or a lot of a lot of um, maybe maybe just specifically my mother. People um, with any discernment. Any discernment would not want to post pictures of their house up on the internet, okay? The mm. interior of their house. And they're saying, you need to put pictures up of your house and then invite complete strangers to come live in your apartment for Seems the weekend. totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. Millennial. What well, could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> and so uh, Paul Graham, he's working with uh, the founders of Airbnb, and he goes, where are your sales coming from? And he goes, well, specifically just this one neighborhood in New York. True. Just, just one neighborhood. And so what they do, uh, what Paul Graham goes is, well, you guys only have uh, so much funding left. Probably the best way to spend that funding is to go to New York and just go talk to them. And they're Which like, was, really? Can we talk to them on the phone? Can we, can we just market? Can we just call them up? Can they and just he email? Goes, he goes, no, you literally have to be on the ground talking to those different, uh, to those different people. Because here's the thing. Nobody is going to be as passionate about your business as you. Correct. Okay? And the only way to get accurate, consistent feedback is for you to hear it yourself. And so what you have to do is you have to create these listening posts. So there's a book. It's called The Service Profit Chain. Oh, preach it. Okay, so The Service Profit Chain, it is a Harvard case study. Okay, it's a Harvard case study. And so while uh, other people are going out on date nights and making babies, I'm reading these books like The Service Profit Chain. In the context of marriage. In the context of marriage. On date nights. Date nights. Wow. Yeah, just, yeah wow. I'm so inconsiderate. Very I'm sorry. Um, so in this book, they talk about setting up different listening posts for business owners and salespeople to directly talk to their customers. And when you do this, you get immediate feedback. And if something's wrong or the product isn't selling for some people, you can get that feedback. Z, Ryan, I want to I want to have you guys break this down because what we're we're talking about is that tacit knowledge, which is a kind of knowledge. It's kind of hard to difficult. Uh, it's hard to translate certain knowledge to people in just uh, just by verbalizing it or just by writing it down. You almost have to see it. So in outlaw customs, you know, people come in there all the time. Do they want to auto wrap their vehicle? You bet. And I'm going to see if I'm if, if if I can sound like one of your customers because you've never told me about it, but I'm just going to guess. This is what I think maybe they're saying on the phone. So I want it to be clean. But I want the logo to be bigger, you know, and I want it to be, I want it to stand out, and I want it to be clean, and, and I want to make the logo bigger and classy, and I want it to stand out. Right. But I don't want to be too, I mean, do, do, do people ever say those kinds of things to you? Oh, every day. It's, it's, I want amazing, I want cool, I want beautiful, I want classy, and we have to figure out what that means to them. I want it to be unique. Yeah. unique. So, Z, when you're in a meeting, you're, t you're writing ad copy for one of your companies, or you're approving an ad. I'm writing an ad copy currently. I'm Why in a does it help to yeah. be right there with the designer or in the room, in the deal, talking to the person? Why does it help to maybe have that, you know, of kind of the boots on the ground mentality as opposed to communicating just via email for these kinds of things. 
Well, because you get the there's a there's just something about being in in that like like this. You have to go to New York and you have to talk to these people. You have to really get in their space and get in their head, and that gives you the feedback you need as a as a business owner. You know, it's like it's like you know the old game back in kindergarten when you'd you'd whisper in someone's ear, and then they would whisper in the next person's ear. And I was the, always the guy who changed that around. I mean, I was <laughs> you would always change it on purpose. Oh. On purpose well, yeah. they did pass notes, and the note would go from like Ashley would pass a note to. Billy. Uh, John, yeah, and I was when I went to school. Everyone was name is their name was Ashley, John, Mike. A lot of Ashleys, a lot of Johns, a lot of Mikes. So they pass. I remember specifically they did pass it over, and then when they get to me, it would say something like John loves Ashley, and I'm like, I know what to do here. So I'd change it up and say, you know, John loves Amanda, and then pass it to her or something. You know, just yeah, to chaos. absolutely. But the point is, the further you get down the from the beginning message, yep the less it reads what it's supposed to read. And so, you know, it's kind of like you saying, well, I'm going to send my right-hand guy to New York, and he's going he's gonna to go, and he's going to filter everything and then come back and tell me what it is, because I'm busy, and I'm, I'm over here doing marketing, and I've got other stuff to do for the business, right? So you send Billy, your right-hand guy, yep. and then he comes back, and everything's through now Billy's filter, uh, and Billy may even so the point is is that the, you're right there you're you're step one there's no there's no filter no buffer between you and the information you and the, the knowledge you need that you're trying to get your hands wrapped around you know and just like Airbnb it's it's what they needed it's successful here and what I need to grow my business I know you value feedback at Dr Robert Zeldin Associates so I have I ha- see I have some some really really detailed feedback from Saturday I'm going to share with you right here on on, on on live radio it's a fun it's a fun deal oh wow okay so the lady who greeted me was top notch super oh, fantastic. nice yeah. uh darker hair she's darker hair, kind and of i black. didn't know full disclosure i had no idea you were going in really so black black hair she has black hair very nice person uh just very kind over the top great the lady who was doing the medical uh, forms had kind of a, a brunette hair kind of a sandy uh, kind of a blonde mm-hmm. nice nice lady and the lady with the oklahoma tattoo that helped me uh, find the glasses was awesome too. So for three for three on good people over there, Doctor Robert Zellner and Associates. So, you know, it's always your. You know, it's. I don't like to say this, and I don't want to. I don't want to speak this out, but it's almost always like your friend or family members that come into your business that you know something bad happens to them. Then you know, it's like, and I get stopped all the time on the streets and say, "Hey, I was just in your place," and you kind of always do that, kind of like, you know, uh, suck air through your teeth because you're like, uh, this could go one or two directions, you know, and you're like. You know, and they're like, it was awesome. You're like, oh, thank you. Now, this next this next thing, before you get in front of an investor, or if you are going to get in front of an investor, your idea must be scalable. Okay, so Bill Gurley says this, one of the top venture capitalists of all time. If you look at the name, Bill Gurley, G-U-R-L-E-Y. He's all over Silicon Valley. He says, you can create infinite revenue if you sell dollars for 85 cents. And if you give consumers more value than you charge them, they will love you. It seems obvious, but Z, let's talk about scaling. Let's say scaling a sales system, okay? So let's say you're Ryan with, uh, you know, you're over there at, at Outlaw Customs and your phone's ringing 90 months. It's ringing a step stool because if I'm Ryan, I got to get, I got to get, I mean, he's, he's so tall. Let's assume that you're as tall as Ryan so you can even look him in the eye. Okay, wow, okay. But with his business, they have tons of reviews. People go online, they read the reviews, they're top in Google, the phone rings all the time. How would you advise a guy like Ryan to go about building a sales script that is scalable to handle all the inbound calls he's getting. Well, you record the one you have that he's doing. You record it. You refine it. 
you you find something that didn't work. I mean, obviously, you're like, okay, well, I record the sales script, and and uh, I didn't sell anything on it, but it's I recorded, you know. So right. you want to record, you want to write it down, and then you want to refine it as you go. And then once you have that, then you can then now you can teach other people how to do the moves. Now, Marshall, what are the problems before we before we go into the break here? What are the problems that most entrepreneurs run into when it comes to actually recording their calls and writing a script? Because you see it over and over and over again, my friend. Yeah. So I um, working as a business coach with um, one particular client. Um, this was the issue with recording the calls. This was the issue. This was the issue. And so what he does is we say, hey, you need to go out and buy a call recorder. And so one whole week goes by and uh, still has not bought a call recorder. I go, you're a judger. Are you going to get a app or are you going to buy a hard copy? And we found after two weeks, he was not going to buy a call recorder. Uh, I want to tell you a fun, fun deal here. And I know it's kind of awkward because we're headed into the break. I don't want to know, but I've actually installed a call recorder on your phone. Oh, and I nice. love what's going on with your love life now. There's well, a lot thank of good, you. Thank you. It's kind of a spicy dynamic there. It looks like things are going well. Thank you. I, I appreciate you doing that. When we come back, we'll transcribe it. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, um, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. He's it's very upbeat. All over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can he, tell he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. No, he just <laughs> wants to help you. So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. We the best music. Another one. DJ Khaled. Yeah, you're looking at the truth, the money never lie, no. I'm the one, yeah. I'm the one. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Dr. Z, Dr. Z, you know, Bieber is putting out a lot of new music right now, man. Bieber, Z, are you a believer? Are you a believer? Oh, yeah, I like his stuff. He's very, you know, he's a very talented young man, so. He gets it done. Marshall, would you classify yourself as a believer? I mean, do you have Justin Bieber tattoos? Do you have his albums? Do you have his posters? I mean, how sold out are you to the Bieber I, I have to say, I saw the Bieber concert, and the Bieber concert was unbelievable. And so, previously, I was not a believer, and I, I think I am now. Ryan Myers there with the with the Outlaw Custom Auto Wraps there. Uh, are yes. you are you a believer? I mean, how big of a believer are you? I'm huge, but not a believer. Really? No, sir. Go, go ahead. Air your grievances on the air, please. Air your grievances because yeah, just, it, just it, it, it fuels him. It fuels him. It motivates him. The hate. <laughs> I just I just don't get it. He's since he was a kid. Bad, oh, really? Bad choices. His music's fine. He's very talented. I'm, I'm I'm such a fan. 
Okay. All right. Now, Marshall, we're talking about building a scalable system. And the area I'm going to focus on, we can focus on any area. I mean, scalable, can you deliver the service? Can we, at Elephant in the Room, you know, can we keep up with enough haircuts? Right now, our biggest challenge, you know our biggest challenge right now at Elephant in the Room, the biggest issue? Educate me. Scheduling appointments faster. We cannot schedule enough appointments. So we are in the process of getting a software that we're putting in place that will allow people to pre-book on like an iPad while they're getting their haircut and allow them to text in, you know, just all these different moves they can do to schedule faster. That's our biggest issue. But we're going to focus specifically on the scaling of sales systems. So the sales script, recording the calls. How do you make a sales script that is repeatable? How do you do it, Marshall? Okay, sales script that's repeatable. Here you go. Here are the four basic and major components of a sales script. Here we is go. Is it okay if Dr. Z breaks them down with you? Yeah, he's going to break them down. Oh, I'm going to give the oh. high level, the 30,000 foot view here, and Ooh. Dr. Z can break it down and give the practical action steps here. Okay, so number one, for your sales script, whether it be an inbound sales script or an outbound sales script, you got to have rapport. And now what is rapport? Rapport is basically you. they must trust and like you immediately. So you're creating a sales script. They must trust and like you. And so I'm going to have Dr. Zellner actually give a couple of the rapport building questions where right out of the gate you can do that. But Clay, I remember when you were uh, coaching me, yep. you're kind of like a, a personal business coach, if you will, or yep. maybe you're serving as a business coach for DJ Connection and Elephant in the Room and yeah. uh, a number of different businesses. You were saying that you must be funny. You got to be funny. Now, here is uh, the justification for this. If okay. you're listening right now, uh, Thrive Nation, I want to give you, I'll give you all sorts of justification. But if you look at the most successful people on the planet, they all have an ability to find a, to, to find a consistent um, sense of humor. So I'll give you some examples. The, the number one, the, the longest tenured and most successful basketball coach in the NBA right now is who, Marshall? Uh, I would say. Greg Popovich. There you go. He's been Pop. he's, he's, he's been coaching Pop. the Spurs longer than anybody else. Who's the who's the longest tenured person in the uh, in the NFL? Maybe it's probably Bel Belichick. Yeah, I would Belichick. Think. Belichick. Yeah, and both of them are known for having a dry sense of humor to the point where they make a highlight reel at the end of the year of all the crazy stuff that they say. But their dry sense of humor is what makes it palatable what they're saying. Their intensity. And see, people don't want to buy from people that, that they don't like or trust, my friend, right? You have to have that rapport. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that uh, I have tried to do in all my advertising is have a sense of, you know, a sense of humor because I'm drawn to that. When I see ads on TV that have some humor to them, I mean, like the Geico ads, for instance. I mean, they're just full of humor, you know, and it's always a twist on the situation and, and, and humor draws me to that. And we all like to laugh. I mean, laughter is just releases endorphins. It, it, it's good for your brain. It's good for your body. I mean, they say laughter is the best medicine and you know in a way it really is i wanted to name my son hugh dash morris and my wife wouldn't let me do it and i thought it'd be great because you couldn't forget the guy you know you're like your name's hugh morris yeah absolutely. yeah i always yeah. tell my friend you know i said i wanted i want to name my kid macarthur david um addy and then it'd be you know short for mac d addy <laughs> mac daddy you know you could just say i'm mac yeah, daddy you know that's the kind of stuff and the reason why i say that as a marketing guy i realize if you're not memorable then you you're you're nothing now, the next is needs, Marshall. We talk, we talk, talk to us about needs. Why do, why do needs matter? Report needs, okay? So the next thing that you're going to do with your sales script is create a list of five <laughs> needs questions. And so what this is going to do um, is it's going to identify or create the need in the person that you're talking to. Now, I want to ask you this, Ryan. If I wanted to auto-wrap my vehicle, what are some of the, qual the qualifying questions you'd have to know before you could even give me any type of quote at all. I mean, what are maybe just the four or five basic things where you go, I have to know this before I could quote somebody? Well, the 
the number one thing, are we wrapping your vehicle for to just change the color? Are we doing it to uh, to brand your business or to sell something? Because there's a difference. Okay, so and then what, what else do you need to know? Is there, is there a few more things you need to know? I mean, do you need to know if I'm, if I'm wrapping a, a vehicle or a human? I mean, what other questions do you have? Yeah, what are we wrapping and do you have a budget? What's your budget? And all of these things, Thrivers, need to be scripted. They need to be repeatable. And when you walk into Dr. Robert Zellner and Associates, which I did on Saturday, it was amazing, but I was promptly greeted. Is he perfect? No, but that's the game plan, right? And the person knew what to say, and they did it well. And then they said, if you'll be seated, we'll go ahead and call your name. And they did. And it was crazy that then the person who helped me find my glasses, they told me they'll be ready in about an hour, hour or so. Do you have some other things you want to do and you can come back? This, everything about it was nuanced, and it happened. But, Z, you weren't there overseeing it. It was just happening because you took the time to script it. But so many optometrists are saying, it's not scalable. You don't understand optometry. It's different. Well, one of the things that just drives us a little crazy, you know, we we are applying to be your business coach. You know, we, we started this show to, to um, because Clay came to me and wanted to scale business Coaching, actually. So, and we'll we'll cover that here in just a second. But to get to you specifically on that, you, you, you know, one of the things that we always hear that kind of makes cringe is people go, "Well, I'm going for um, you know, I'm going for quality, not quantity." Absolutely, I'm a more quality. I mean, guy. you know, we're I'm, I'm more quality. I'm more on the quality I'm side. I'm a one of woman things. man. And and you know this quantity. I mean, you know, we just you know, we just quality. We're more focused on quality. You know what I've noticed is that Southwest Airlines, since they started flying, you know, since since they started flying more than one plane, yeah. It seems like they're just wrecking a lot. They just they they land in the wrong cities. Well, they're, they're going for quantity and not quality. No, you can have yeah. both. You can have both. It's not they're not you know inclusive. I mean they're not exclusive of each other. Are you saying to me that Mercedes doesn't make just one car a year? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that, that, the one little German guy there. He just he builds one car a year because that's all he can do. And that's and that's you can get stuck there. So we're just teaching you how to do it. Now, Marshall, the next part of the sales script, what is it, my friend? Is benefits. Woo! Okay. Benefits. Now, this is important. Okay. So when you get to this point, you've identified, created the need. Okay. Now you're providing the value, the value of your business. And what you must do is you must sell benefits and not features. Preach it. Okay. Benefits, not features. And so I want to break this down for you. There is a book that everybody can go out and buy and read. And if you don't want to read it, you just tune into the Thrive Time show and uh, we'll teach you it. Okay? Or if you go, we actually have, if you go to Thrive 15 right now and you okay. sign up for your first month of, month of Thrive 15, yeah. we actually have kind of an outline format of okay. the sales system Bang. available for you. But back to you. Okay, this book is Soft Selling in a Hard World by Ooh. Jerry Vass, okay? And it is one of the most profound sales books that I have ever read. But it is incredible because he talks about selling benefits, not features. A feature is going to describe your product and service. Mm -hmm. It just describes it. It goes this fast. It's this color. A benefit is actually going to indicate what the value is to the customer. Oh, okay? so, fancy. So why am I going to buy this? So let me, give, let me give you an example. The elephant in the room, and I have people ask me, well, what is it? I say to them, I say, it's like a country club for men's hair. You know, It's appointment-based, like a tea time. It's high-end. It's a, a certain level of conversation, a certain level of decor. You're going to like it. That's what it is. You know, They say, well, what's Thrive? What's, what's the Thrive business coaching? I said, well, it's basically like hiring a, a team of business ninjas for less money than it would cost you to hire a full-time barista. 
and they get it. Oh, that's what it is. You guys, so you do the web and the search engine and the, and the marketing and the sales and the, you do all that stuff and provide the consulting for less money than I'm spending on a barista. I get it. Bang, there it is. So I, I, what, what's, what you, if you're going to explain, Z, what you do at Dr. Robert Zeldin Associates, what's maybe the benefit of, of, of you know, going in there? I mean, do you go in there for the decor? Do you go in there for the, the features of the atmosphere? Do you go in there for their conversation? Why are you going into Dr. Robert Zeldin Associates? To save money, get good vision, and save time. You know, we're all about getting people to be efficient with because everybody's busy. Mm. And so we have, you know, one hour service available for glasses being made. Um, also, we always bring value, you know, value to it. I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> it's crazy what they like their money. I mean, it's crazy. I know. It's just, it's kind of stupid, really. You know, what was weird is on Saturday when I went there to get my glasses and you, you did a very nice thing and you, and you gave me a, a sensational uh, deal on my glasses. It could, it's kind of it like Aubrey's been, deal on, on mowing the first you yard. You gave me a great deal. And I want you to know that the song that immediately came to my mind was Endless Love. And so that was just, it was unbelievable. The, 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 I, the we, gift of sight. We kind of bounced over rapport just a little bit. But do uh, you guys want to hear rapport fail that I had? Yeah, yeah I I Just it. an absolute epic fail. Yeah, right? I, I know Ryan's it. in. He wants to hear it. Dr. Z, don't leave us hanging, my friend. You got, you got to tell us the story. Okay, well, every time I go, well, you know, you go into an exam room and I teach this to my doctors, you want to build some rapport. You know, you want to you want to greet them. You want to talk about some stuff. You don't want to spend a lot of time, but you want to build a little rapport with them, right? Right. Okay. So uh, there's an older couple in the room, and you can tell just by the way they were sitting. I mean, they were you know fresh off the farm, and they were I mean they were like tight. They were like you know str- you know, like sitting real yeah. rigid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very Arms rigid. crossed, yeah. rigid. You know, very Amish. <laughs> so I come with yeah baked goods. You know, I mean, the the hat with the no it, brother Hezekiah brought in handmade soap. That's how you knew. And the buggy out front with the horse drawn carriage kind of kind of tipped off. And a the little fresh churned butter. That's yeah, what gave that, it away. That's what that's what. Gave but no, they were just a, they were a nice elderly, uh, elderly couple. And so I came in, I was trying to build rapport with them. I was trying to kind of, you know, say a few, some humorous stuff. And trying I, to and wake them up. Make I couldn't get a smile. On their, I couldn't get a smile. I mean, I could not get a smile. I mean, I'm like, you know, tap dancing in front of them. Couldn't get a smile. Yeah. And so I thought, I'm going to try one more. I'm going to try one more stab at this. So I was talking to him. I said, well, so what happened to your glasses? Because his glasses got broken. He said, and he kind of points to his wife in the corner. He's sitting over there, you know, just clutching her purse, looking at us, you know. And he said, she ran over my glasses with the pickup truck. Oh, <laughs> and so I smiled and I, I looked at him and I said, "Well, I hope they weren't on your face when that happened." And he didn't process. <laughs> I mean, he didn't, he didn't even crack his face. He just looked at me like, "Boy, are you? <laughs> is there something wrong with you?" Right, you know, right. Uh, I gotta ask you this: uh, Have you ever? I mean, you don't have to share it on the air, but have you ever, you know, found yourself painting painting yourself into a corner when doing a sales call where you made a statement where you're like, "Oh, that that was not that was not maybe a move." Have you ever yeah. had that happen? Yeah, I have. You know, sometimes I I, I talk without thinking. And, uh, versus the you know thinking without talking, so that can get you in trouble. Now, this is why scripting is important because otherwise, everyone has to go through the same problems over and over and over. When you script it out, things are good. So, I'm going to give you an example of another one where you just you, you don't want to have this happen to you. We used to do bridal shows, and there was one lady at the bridal show that appeared to be about 23, and one lady who appeared to be 45. Right. And they were together. They were together. Okay. And uh, the one who appeared to be 45, turns out, was probably only two years older than the person who was 25. But she did made a I'm series of poor life choices. I think there was crazy amounts of alcohol and smoking mixed in with just poor genetics. <laughs> and here we go. And it's so sad. I, it's so, sad we're getting Well, and at, bride, at wedding shows, typically the bride will come to the show with the maid of honor. So I looked, and I'm like, this cannot be the maid of honor, but I didn't have scripts yet. You know, I didn't have anything written. Sure. And so I said, so let me ask you, Mom, what, what, because I said to the bride, I said, now, what day are you going to go with? And she said, you know, June 5th. And I used to always go, okay, well, great. Is that okay with Mom? And I turn, is that okay with Mom? And she goes, I am her sister, you son of a, and walks out. And I'm like, 
Well, nice. guys, Epic that, fail. that right there is what you don't want to do. That's yeah, textbook. don't want to do it. Yeah. And then Marquise kept asking women. It happened twice at the show, but he kept saying this one lady. She looked to be pregnant, and so he said, "So when's the baby due?" And she said, "Oh no, I am not pregnant." You in the, in, in, in the uh. same show, we had three complete shutdowns at the bridal show, and I realized. I've got to make a script because we were doing face-to-face sales. Yeah. I was trying to do it without scripting, but I was able to build a system using a clipboard where the guys would fill out the questions as they went, and it took the potential jackassery out of the equation. So when we come back, we're going to, we're going to teach you a little bit more about scaling sales, and then we're going to get back into how to get in front of those investors to fund your business right here on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Check out the website at thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Clay Clark. That's Dr. Z. We'll come back after the break right here on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio. My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses clay clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable Um, those are some of the biggest things that i'm going to take away and implement immediately uh, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls, and lots of accomplishments, and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday, and you know, we're, there's a sales team in here. It was Friday, so you know they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales, and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know how this how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know non-specific with with what he's teaching, and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop, and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so, if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So, uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. 
and it's a beautiful idea, and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. I gotta take it to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to lose. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. A little bit of Justin Bieber, Fast Car, Tracy Chapman, kind of the remix right there. You know, Ryan of, of Outlaw Customs is such a believer. It's a deal where he comes in the show and he and he's kind of one. It's kind of those passive aggressive Beaver fans. You know, when you, when you meet somebody, oh yeah, and they say they're not in my top twenty-five. You know, they're yeah. not. I'm not a big fan. I respect them musically, uh, but then they're out there secretly getting more Justin Bieber tattoos than Justin Bieber's getting. Yeah, you, you see that. And then also when you go in his car, just, you know, Bieber, you know, CD cases all over the, the back seat. And, I've got the fever. And and you look on his playlist and it's just every other song's a, a Bieber. You it know? really it's, it is. It kind of really doesn't fit with this whole, you know, he's kind of being nonchalant, passive aggressive about being a believer. You know? I, I just, I mean, it's, it's a thing where I've just wondered why you're thinking about filing the LLC and changing the name from Outlaw Customs to Belieber Customs. I mean, I, I, that that to me seems over the top. Have you talked to your wife about that decision? Is it a money deal? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to business, I'm not opposed to it. Okay, so now, Ryan, for anybody who's just now tuning in, just now getting to know you, can you explain to the Thrive Nation what it is that you do? Yeah, I own a vehicle wrap company, Outlaw Customs. We design, produce, and install amazing graphics on vehicles of all sizes, including doors, floors. Could you put Marshall's face on Dr. Z's Porsche? And how long would it take to do that? I mean, could you do it like while we're doing the show? Hypothetically, could that be oh, happening absolutely. right now while yeah, we're having the show? That could absolutely be happening. We're just going to need a nice photograph of that face and a couple of. They don't exist. Time. No, no nice photographs. Well, whatever. It, it, well, what, I would do it. And I, I would find on the web. Yeah, and I'd put his phone number on there, and you know, hot, tall, you know, for a good time, tall, dark, and handsome, for a good single time. dude, for a good time, you know, Marshall. But I, I, one thing I'm wondering is, why did you call it outlaw? Are you a little bit of a? Are you a little? Are you kind yeah, of a? Yeah, you kind of. I am an outlaw. You, yeah. well, you are You're a tall outlaw. The, He's kind of like did time I'm or a rule breaker. He's kind of like Marshall, where he likes to go to the mall and not wear pants. Oh, and see how long no. it'll be until people notice. <laughs> see how fast I have to run away. That is not a thing for me. No. That, is, that, is, that is not a thing. Okay, now Thrive Nation. Wrap those legs. We're talking, about, oh oh, man. we're talking about how getting in front of investors for your business idea. And before you do that, you have to build something that's scalable. And so many people get stuck in some aspect of, some aspect of their business where they say, it's not scalable. You just don't know my industry. You see, it's different. So, Marshall, we're talking specifically about scaling the sales process. Tell us about the fourth part of the sales scripting process. Okay, the fourth part is you have to script the close. The close? The close. And so you have to do this because given a uh, default, if you if you let your salespeople drift, okay, drift. at no point are they actually going to ask for the close. Oh. And so I've worked with clients as a business coach where at no point they do a stellar. It is sensational. It is like a laser show. A laser of a sales script, and they do the rapport, and they they got the the client laughing. Okay, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? And then they create the need. You you know you're really, one to auto wrap a bus yeah. or a car or what do you want to auto wrap? And then they uh, and then they create a ton of value with the benefits. A ton. Oh of yeah, value. that's going to get you a lot of business. That's, that's a, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they go. All right, great meeting. Great meeting. 
Yeah. They just don't ask for the clothes. <laughs> yeah, and and you hear this, and uh, none of none of the people listening to this show. No, all everybody listening to the Rush Limbaugh show. Yeah, well, if you're the, listening to Rush Limbaugh, let me tell you what. I love Rush Limbaugh, but yeah. if you're listening to Rush Limbaugh now that we're at the same time slot, where you you're could right. be listening to this, or you know, what's Trump doing? Is he gonna is he gonna build a wall? Is he not? You know, hey, he's decreased funding for certain technology. The Chinese are gonna get ahead. The budget, North Korea. I mean, you could really spend a lot of time over there. But the people listening to this show, they, they, they've, they've chosen to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on things I can control, and I'm going to change that dial. But the people over there who are like, you know what, I just want to talk about the vast political landscape that I can't change, those people are the ones who, who couldn't possibly grasp That's right. what we're That's teaching right. today. So, yeah. so when you script the close, you must script a closing question. You have to assume the sale. And so you go, okay, well... Which package would be better, package A or package B? Ooh, package A or package B. Okay, mm. and I, I think I'll go with package B. Okay, okay, awesome. Now, did you want to get started on this date or this date? Now, here's what my here's what my son did on Sunday. This is the move. Back to his landscaping. This uh, is scam. the move. Yeah, Motown Tulsa's his website. This is his move. He says, "Dad, we're over at Staples. I'm getting a paper cutter because Matt." The graphic designer needs a paper cutter. So I'm getting the paper cutter, and I, on, on the weekends, I like to pick out stuff with the kids, go to stores, and have them go in. I have them try to buy the item. So they go with my credit card. They have to greet, greet, you know, ask somebody, you know, where's the paper cutter? They have to pay for it. I'm teaching them eye contact, shaking hands, that kind of stuff. You know? So we're out there doing that kind of stuff. And, uh, and my son goes, Dad, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're near Lowe's. And I said, I, I know that we're near Lowe's. He's, okay, well, just we'd be driving right by Lowe's, you know, to, to get to where we want to go. It sounds like over the past couple of years, he's gotten more and more subtle with, with his lead oh, he's He says, well, Dad, you're going to get your glasses over at Dr. Zellner's, and we're over here at, at Staples, you know, why don't we just, we're driving right by Lowe's, don't you think? And I said, uh, yeah, but he's not asking, like, can I go there to buy a mower? And he says, you know, Dad, I do have $400 uh, with me. I have $400 uh, with me, and, you know, we're driving by, by Lowe's. And then he's just working his way into it, but he, and he finally says, so can we go to Lowe's after we go to Dr. Z's or before? There you go. And you're going, wait, wait a minute, I'm doing, he's doing like mental jiu-jitsu Z on my brain. Why do you have he's to have going. a scripted close, my man? Why, <laughs> why, why does a 10-year-old have to have one? Why does everybody have to have it? That's, that's, the, that's the bingo. That's the boom. That's what you did all those other moves for. That's why you build rapport with someone you don't know. That's why you talked about the needs, their needs. You know, you're talking about them. People love to talk about themselves, right? So, hey, your needs. Let's talk about your needs. Whoa, and then your the needs. benefits. And then all of a sudden, if you just if you just leave it there, then <sighs> now Z Frank, always be closing. Now Z A B C. As, as it relates to scaling, okay, uh, one of the things that that Bill Gurley said, he says you can create infinite revenue if you sell dollars for eighty five cents. I've heard you say this over and over in a different way, mm -hmm. but why is that a profound idea? When you can sell something for a dollar. But we're, sorry, when you can sell a dollar for 85 cents, why is that such a profound concept? Because anybody can do that. That's easy. I mean, I will buy as many dollars as I can for 85 cents. Mm. You following me? Yep. And so that's, that's not an effort. In other words, selling something as a lost leader, selling something below what it's, the value is of it, that's not the challenge. So how, where do people run into the problem here with scaling? Where do they get stuck, man? You see it all the time. Well, they get stuck with just taking that one simple idea. They get stuck because thinking other people doing it besides themselves. I mean, scaling, you, know, I mean, you came to me three years ago and you said, hey, you know, I'm, a, I'm Z, I'm a business coach and I'm doing really well and I can only see one business an hour. One an hour. And one an hour. And you're like, uh, I get, um, you know, that's good. And I'm, I'm making good money, and life's good, the family's good. Oh, by the way, I bet your daughters are much better at that uh, assignment than your son. 
I mean, giving a girl a credit card and telling her to go in the store and buy something, you'll probably take to that. Like, it's like taking a duck and saying, oh, I'm going to teach it to swim. So you go to the pond and you put it in the water and that it just starts true. swimming. My son had know? a hard time asking for people for help for a while, but yeah. now he does it naturally. But he had to, the sisters, they just took to it naturally. It's like they had an embedded <laughs> sixth <laughs> sense of, of how to spend money. That credit card just fit in their hand like it was probably made for it. Like Unbelievable. Swimming in the pond. I've noticed that. It, just, it fits <laughs> the contour of their hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the thing about it is, a scale. Is, is all about taking, you know, I, I can bake cookies. And now how do I how do I go beyond me baking cookies and selling them to my neighbors, you know? Now, now the, the, if you're going to apply what we're teaching you here to actually get in front of investors, for all that is holy and good, you have to be obsessive about your desire to get the capital you need. When I talk about obsessive, I'm talking about a maniacal obsession. When we come back, we're going to teach you about the importance of being obsessed with you and your big idea to raise the capital that you want from investors. Stay tuned. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and uh, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very uh, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, the interview process, the employee process, uh, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. For radio and not TV, talking everything from clay to Z. Auto auctions, banks, haircuts, and glasses. If you want to sell it, we've already sold it to the masses. No classes or prerequisites, just business school as raw as it gets. Practical skills, no student debt. Z joins clay when he's not up in a jet.
And now, more from the man who loves algebra so much, he took it three times. You know, Thrive Nation, I want you to keep that a secret. I don't want you sharing it with anybody else that I took algebra three times. I think it should be a secret that we could keep between myself, you the listener, maybe the people that you know and the people that they know. But beyond that, I don't want you to share that I've taken algebra three times. Well, I tell you what, uh, having my undergraduate degree in math, I, I'm just thrilled to know that you loved algebra that much. I, I mean, wanted just, to take it over I and over. it was over. a secret love, yeah. I didn't know that. Ryan, thing. did you like algebra so much you took it twice? I took it three times, actually. Did yes, you really? I did, I promise. Now, Marshall, did you take algebra multiple times, or were you a, a freaking genius? I, no, I I, uh, I did not take it three times. I felt bad. I mean, I love algebra. I'm really probably the only one in this room that loves algebra. I only took it once. That's just. That's Let me tell you what happened, how I finally... How I finally passed it, uh, finally, I finally passed uh, algebra is um, I realized that I wasn't good at algebra. And did you hire a tutor there, Ryan, or how did you get through algebra? Yeah, I, I actually met a girl who was uh, amazing at math. I, I later married her. But really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, she, that's she a math me. tip there. She Find an amazing that girl. Yeah, yeah. That knows algebra and then marry her. So mine's marry good. Her. Yeah, there we go. Hey. As quick as possible. It's my teacher, Miss Gao. You know, Miss Gao, she wanted me to do well at algebra, I believe. I don't think she was trying to sabotage me. And so I reached out to a kid named Leaf because I was, I was the DJ. You know, so when you're the DJ, you know everyone at every school. You know, you, I mean, I was 16, 17. It's like you're kind of like you walk on water. Every high school you've DJed for them, so everyone knows who you are. So I would say, you know, everyone in the school knew who I was. And uh, that was a good thing. But then I also realized, like, I need to hire someone who really knows what they're doing. And I, you know, so I took the money I made as a DJ. I'd make about 700, 800 bucks a week as a DJ when I was a sophomore and junior in high school. And I paid this kid Leaf. I'd pay him 50 bucks for the week, and he thought it was awesome as long as he could also carry gear and set up to meet the ladies. That was the mm, move. I'd let him the meet move. the ladies. Meet the ladies. But he's an eighth grader. And, the, and the, you know, as a, as a, I was a guy who grew up real fast. So it was like a junior who's basically looked the same way since like eighth grade, hanging out with a young-looking eighth grader, and he's following me around, teaching me math. Z, it was the most humbling experience possible, my man. It just didn't go over well with the ladies. <laughs> it probably really helped his street cred, though, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, was, eighth grader, you know, I mean, he's... He had to be, I mean, Volta. I wonder what he's doing in life. Leave if you're out there. Leave Shapluski. Would you, would you please contact us and let us know how that probably kickstarted the path that you're on right now and, and the, the excellence that you're doing in life? Probably all my, points back to that. I remember my friend Jeff, he goes, dude, are you really hiring an eighth grader to follow you around? I'm like, yes. I yes, got an exemption. Like, he's doing it. He's going to help me. And that's how I got it because he would like break it down. The teacher would say, wah, 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 wah. And I had no clue what she's saying. And then he would go, what she's saying is, and he would kind of make every analogy like sort of inappropriate where I would remember it. And I'm like, oh, oh that's yeah, what she there you go. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. So Thrive Nation, we're talking now about why you must be obsessive about getting in front of investors. Now, when I say obsessive, um, to be obsessed, to be maniacally focused on something. Z, were you just a little bit passionate about optometry or starting your business when you first got going, or were you white hot on fire when you opened up Dr. White, Robert Zellner and Associates? White hot on fire, you have to be. I mean, you have to bring that to it. And, and Marshall said it earlier, and we say it all the time on the show, on the Business Coach Show, and that is you. nobody cares about your business more than you. So if you can't be white hot, if you can't be passionate about it, if you can't be a believer, a believer in your own business, then forget about it. 
What? What? You just said nobody cares about your business more than who? You as the business owner. You know, Forbes says there's about 57% of you out there that are you're sitting there thinking, I want to start my own business, you know? And so now you're like, you can learn by mentorship or mistakes. And that's why we do this radio show, because our heart is to mentor you, to be your business coach, and to help you with all the fundamental basic steps, you know, the, the, the steps you can do it and be successful. I'm going to I'm gonna throw Ryan, I'm going I'm to put Ryan on some hot coals here, like Tony Robbins. You bet. <laughs> hot coals. Ready to walk. Here we go. So um, this is a notable quotable coming at you hot from Paul Graham. This oh, is the yeah. incubator Love guy, Paul. the guru behind Airbnb, Reddit, and Dropbox.com. He says, it's, it's hard to do a really good job on anything that you don't think about in the shower. And so, uh, well, one, that's probably why I uh, really don't think of any ideas or tips for Marshall in the shower, because I just don't <laughs> think about it. You, no, you take baths. So, I mean, what, what is he talking about? Why do you have to be so obsessed with the idea to have any success with that business idea? I think he comes back to the all-in concept. And it, it consumes you how you get better, how to, how, to, how to have a better experience for everyone involved in the process. And so uh, you think about it constantly. So you came up with this in- system, which I find to be insanity. And anybody else listening, you probably, unless it's your passion, you're going to think it sounds crazy. But you're obsessed with the best auto wrap experience possible. I've heard you talk about this. That is correct. So, and you say, it doesn't matter what it costs, it needs to be perfect. And I've heard you say this, and I go... Calm down. Calm down. It's just auto wraps. Oh, just just thousands I, of dollars invested. If you want to get me fired up, Thrivers, if you seriously, if you want to challenge me about like example, college, if you want to get me going, you'll go, um, I think that everyone should go to college. We can, and I, you'll watch me like almost go to blows over my passion about this subject because yeah. I'm going, but I've I've studied so much entrepreneurship that I could off the top of my like head fire off a dozen entrepreneurs who are billionaires or industry category definers who didn't have a degree because I'm obsessed with success and entrepreneurship. So talk to me about, uh, Ryan, some of the steps that you took to make your process awesome at Outlaw Customs that only came about as a matter, uh, as a result of obsessing about that idea. Well, I, I, that's a great question. I, Think about it from the standpoint of uh, me as a as a consumer and what would I want, and the the whole do unto others attitude. We've taken that to a business uh, side and and just treat people the way you want to be treated. You do like a surgical level of cleanliness, is that right? Before you can ra- apply the wrap, we do. The, every step of the process has to be perfect, from the design to the print to the installation. And so when we clean the car. Uh, it doesn't matter how great the design looks or how great the print quality is. If we don't clean it properly, the wrap won't stick. So we literally, you could perform open-heart surgery on the hood of that car when we wrap it. Now, Marshall, you, you see the level of obsession I have about Thrive and the business coaching experience. Um, but I, I, I've listened to every single radio show we've ever produced. I've listened to the full audio every time. And I probably won't ever stop that because I want to make sure that for you as a listener that it's the best experience for you possible. Uh, why, why is the obsession something that, because you're a guy who's obsessed with helping your clients grow their businesses, why is that perceived by most people as kind of a crazy idea, the word obsession? All right, this is Marshall Moore's hot take here. And I'm speaking hot from, from, I'm speaking from uh, the experience with working for you um, and working with you to build Thrive 15, but this is what I think a lot of business owners frequently hear in their business. And I know that this, and I know this, to be true because it 
insanely irritates you, Clay. It does. It irritates. I don't even know what you're going to say, but I agree. <laughs> it insanely irritates Ryan. I'm ticked about and, it right now. And I know that it insanely irritates Dr. Zellner. Oh. And this is what business owners hear. Here we go. Is they have an employee that will say this, this phrase. Okay. Do you want it to be done well, or do you want it to be done on time? Holy crap. <laughs> oh, Billy. So, oh. So, so they believe that you can either have it done on time. Right. Or done extremely well. What's the priority? What's the priority of this? Does what? it need to be done, or does it, it be good, good, or on time? Or and so, uh, so coming back here, I want to dive into this and hear from Dr. Zellner a little bit more because this is something that you have to break free of. They're not mutually exclusive ideas. Thrive Nation, when we come back, we're going to talk more about getting in front of investors and the importance of being obsessive about the idea and how to actually deliver the pitch when you finally get the meeting. Stay tuned. This is my wife, Jensen uh, Watts. We have, she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work um, and, you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time and I can't plug my phone into my truck. It's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to. Um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here. And I really love how, you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything. It's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff, is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining, and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just, just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So. Yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Like, <laughs> you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. I used to live with pants at, not giving Bay boy, now I'm all grown up. I used to cruise the used car lot, put chrome in the truck. Bay boy, now I'm all grown up. Yeah, we used to ball like that. Now we on the ball team, holla back. <laughs> now I got black.
cars, good credit and such. You know, Marshall, because you're a millennial and, and you're probably sharing a car, you know, you're probably living with your mom and sharing a car and probably recycling your clothes and hold on, let me take off my beanie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because now what what is who I mean Jay Z? How does he? How do you process Jay Z? Because Jay Z is is he's over forty now. You, you mean Hova? The Hova. The, oh, okay. The Jigga. How do you process? I just okay. want to know in your mind how does he fit in? Is he is he more important than the president of the United States to you people? Well, he's a businessman. Oh, not oh, nice what you did there. Yeah, you see what I did there? Unbelievable. So no, you, I saw him in concert. He, he was an incredible performer, and he transcends just his music. And so he's gotten involved in a number of different things. Do you get the feeling, though, that he's obsessed with rhyme patterns? Yes. I mean, the way he delivers the rhyme. Z, have you ever listened to a lot of Jay-Z? I've listened to some, yeah. I if mean, you yeah. get a chance to listen to his, his album, one of the things he does on his albums is he tries to practice different rhyme schemes that no one's ever done before. And they're almost impossible to produce. But he used to rap faster than Eminem, like very, very fast. And he slowed it down because he said people couldn't get it. But now he speaks is so metaphorically that everything stands for something. It's a, it's, it's a mind-blowing thing. And I, I just, Marshall, when we come into some Jay-Z music, I always want you to kind of explain to us how your millennial mind processes his music. Well, were you crying? Wait, yeah, I was, I was crying. I shed a couple tears there. But you, you were talking about being obsessive, and that's what, happened when, that's what happens when you look at these business owners and you look at these artists, that they are so obsessed about getting better at their craft that they literally forget to sleep. They just they don't sleep for days just because it's not on their to-do list. High five. I did not sleep this weekend. I'm, I'm Seriously, I did that. I was on the script. I just pulled an all-nighter. But the thing is, it's not because someone yelled at me and I'm obsessed with money. I just want to make the script awesome. I'm so tired of it not being awesome. And so you could have boredom or you could bore down. Ooh. Oh. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, and I, I thought about that forever because I'm writing for Forbes now, and I have to get deeper. i got to go to the deep end of the pool a lot more. It's straight meta at Forbes, though. You can't just deliver anything to be featured in Forbes. You send over a whack article, they deny every time. Oh, wow. Really? Cool. Yeah. So have See, they denied any of your articles? Uh, each one has massive revisions because it's all about citing, and it's about making sure that from a third party... Mm -hmm. um, it's like right now, um, Wikipedia's you know, reached out to me about some listings and stuff. Basically, I'll be up on Wikipedia listed the way... But they want to fact-check everything, you know? Sure. And so, but the thing is, it's so easy to get bored and go, you know, let's move on to something new. You know, new car, new idea. New marketing. New marketing. But very few people say bored down and obsess about that thing. Why is that, my man? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they weren't, they didn't have a business coach that taught them that. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the number we hate the most on this show is 80%. And oh, what is businesses what, that fail? Oh. Can you imagine 80%? And that's according to Forbes. And it's higher. Some, some, you know, if you Google it right now, I mean, there's some you can find it up to 91% I found online. Yeah, not good. And, and why is that? Because people are not obsessing. People are not doing the things they need to do to keep their businesses open. And a lot of times, I mean, in fairness, Clay, they just don't know what they don't know. And that's what our workshops are all about. You, you book a ticket right now. You need to, you right now, I will give you, go ahead. I will wait. You need to go up to thrivetimeshow.com right now and book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. And can I, they come in June? You, no, June's sold out. Oh. You can come in July. Okay. And here's the deal. When you come to this, I guarantee you, money-back guarantee, it will be the best business workshop you've ever been to or could ever go to, Period. Do we walk on hot coals during this? I'm, tr I'm trying to remember if you had the hot coals or not. Can I tell you about my speaking career? <laughs> I want to tell you this. I told my wife, I said, my goal is to make sure that when I finish a talk, whenever we do those inter exit interviews, I want people to say, he's better than Tony Robbins. Because once they say that, then I can finally say, I no longer suck. 
Because people were clapping. Hey, you're good. Can we yeah, book you next you're year? So, you're so person. good. He's you're so a nice good. person. Thank you so much. You're a nice guy. But I'm like, I, it has to happen. And we did an event in Canada, and the guy comes up to me and says, you are better than Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield. I've seen them both. Ooh, wow. And I went, yes! I'm somebody! My name's in the phone book! Boom! My name's in the phone book! I mean, just that feeling of my name, Marshall, is in the phone book! Look at oh. me! I, be, I love me! <laughs> somebody. And so, but you, I, I can't tell you how many, how many talks I delivered that weren't awesome before I got to that level to yeah. where I actually was getting ovations. And that's where you want to get to. You want to become a master. So, Ryan, when you guys are putting on an auto wrap on a vehicle, are you guys just screwing around and hiring a guy and seven minutes later having him slap a wrap on there? Or is there some training that goes on, some focus? I mean, are you boring down to get it right? Or are you guys like, hey, you guys want to get some Twizzlers and just kind of half doing everything? I mean, are you focused or are you, are you distracted when you're putting on auto wraps? Walk me through it. Yeah, so the process is, uh, is very detailed, and uh, there's, there's so many ways you can mess it up from the from – not being clean enough, getting it on crooked, cutting it improperly. So you really have to focus. The good news is, is you can really get in the zone and, and make that happen, but it's not something that happens overnight. It take, takes skill and a lot of practice. Now, here is the final step. When, you, when you're finally getting in front of an investor, this is the final thing you got to do. You got to know how to pitch. And Paul Graham, a guy who started several billion-dollar businesses with a B, he says it's hard to say exactly what it is about face-to-face -face contact that makes deals happen, but whatever it is, it hasn't yet been duplicated by technology. And I'm going to just say this. I am 100% sold out to your success right now as, as a listener. I am obsessed with your success. So I want you to do this. Don't believe me because I'm trying to sell you something, right? I'm trying to, we're applying to be your business coach. But if you Google Thrive 15 reviews, am I perfect? No. But you're going to see hundreds and thousands of people all around the planet saying, these guys are obsessed with the business. You get the feeling, Z, that somebody, I mean, to, to write, you know, uh, these, these notable quotables and all of the entrepreneurship decor and accoutrements, the pageantry we have here at the Thrive15.com world headquarters, you'd have to be mentally off or obsessed with your idea to be that kind of, uh, to, to, to display that kind of passion. Am I right? Yeah, we check both those boxes. I mean, we're a little, we're a little mentally off. I mean, come on. Sometimes you know? I then, don't wear pants. Sometimes, sometimes I forget, I forget to. to wear pants. And we're definitely obsessed. I, I love when I, you know, a couple, uh, what was last month I came in to the workshop and just seeing you up there doing your thing and the passion you have. That's really what it is. It's just the passion. And you're just obsessed with, hey, listen, I'm going to just take you and drag you through this process, put you on my back and carry you through this business coach experience because I'm obsessed and I don't if you come in here and you become a thriver I mean it really breaks our heart when a thriver fails I mean, it's, right. I mean they never do whoa I, did I say that no whoa. of course not whoa. no whoa. You're, no you're all about success and Hit so the mute button we take it personally that's why we celebrate victory so much that's why we're just available whenever if you become a thriver come to the workshops and, and hire us as your business coach we we're obsessed with your with your victories now Marshall we have an outline that all the thrivers can have that's documented in our book start here which you can get a free, everyone can get a free copy of the ebook. Every listener can get a free copy of the ebook by simply going to thrivetimeshow.com and signing up for your first month of Thrive for a dollar. Or now you can even request it without signing up. You can, you can get this ebook, it's totally available. But why 
do you have to follow the step-by-step, very detailed process that we have outlined in the Start Here book? Okay, so in the Start Here book, we go deep. We go deep with the stories, real stories from real businesses on the specific systems that you need to set up for your business. And all of this is encapsulated in the 13-step proven path to success. And so we've developed it as a business coach for your business. And if you want to actually even get a free evaluation. And you're going to screw it up if you don't follow each and every one of those steps. As an example, you're going to get in front of the investor and they're going to go, well, who's on your team? And you're going, crap, I skipped that step. I should have outlined the team. They're going to say, well, what kind of return I can, can I get? And you go, crap, I hadn't thought about that. And what is your cost of acquiring a customer? And you say, ah, Billy. That's why you need to go up there right now to thrivetimeshow.com and get your copy of the Start Here book. It's free. Now, Z, we have four ways we can help all of the listeners out there. We have kind of a bonus five here. So one, if you call Outlaw Customs, we can't auto-wrap your vehicle, but now Ryan can, right? Ryan I, is, I can wrap your world. You can Oh, you can wrap Whoa. their world. Whoa. Whoa. Boom. That right there, that was impressive. Impressive. Very quick-witted that Ryan is. Now, there we have four ways we can help you. One is you can go to thrivetimeshow.com and subscribe for the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. And Z, why would anyone want to do that? Well, I tell you what, when you listen to the show, you might say to yourself, you know what, I don't need today's show because I got that figured out. But I tell you what, I got a buddy of mine who owns a pizza place down in, you know, Fort Lauderdale that needs that. So you can email it and share it with your friends, you know, out there that are trying to start and grow their businesses. Now, move number two is you can go to thrive15.com and sign up for the world's best and most affordable business school, Z, for only a dollar. One dollar. And then it's nineteen dollars every month after that. And I tell you what, we've got we've got it all on there. You can you can search on there and say, hey, I need to I need to work on marketing. So you can search and learn. And it's like Netflix business school in your pocket. You can also go up to thrivetimeshow.com and book your one-on-one personal assessment with a Thrive 15 business coach. Z, why would I want to do that? Some people like it a little bit more personalized. I mean, they like watching the videos, they like learning, they like reading, but they they want someone to kind of hold them accountable. They want someone to kind of, you know, they can their go-to guy. You know what I'm saying? You want, to, you want to go see a guy. You want to see a guy about, see a, guy. about, a, about a thing. You know. Now, the final, the final thing you could do is you could go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for the next in-person workshop. It is incredible. It's a game changer. People have described it as being life-changing for them and their business. We are passionate about helping your wallet expand, and you, we can't help you if we don't see you. So book your tickets for the next in-person Thrive Time Show workshop. And Z, we always like to end it with a bang here on oh, the yeah. Business Coach Show. Here we go. Three, Three two, two, one, boom! boom.